The Island Portugal Business Network is comprised of more than 150 member companies based in Portugal and Ireland. These companies are from a wide range of industries and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. Good morning and welcome to a new episode of the IPBN podcast. I'm Arnold Delville, General Manager of the IPBN. And today I'm really, really pleased to have with us IPBN member Luis da Silva, founder and director of Senior Living Villages. Uh, Luis is actually based in, in London and provides a range of solutions for the senior expat market with a strong emphasis on the Algarve, but also in the Lisbon, Cascais uh, and Estoril coast and in the Porto areas. Um, and and uh, Luis is also uh, present in Spain with Costa Senior Living, uh, who offers similar solutions and services in the Costa Blanca and the Valencian regions. So, uh, Luis clients are, uh, come from uh, over 25 countries and around the world and tend to be independent retirees, seniors who spend long periods of time uh, in or have moved already permanently in the southern of Europe. So, good morning, uh, Luis. Uh, how are you? Good morning, Arnold. No, I'm very well this morning. Thank you. As you know, I've been, I've been recovering from uh, surgery after an accident, and so I can't really use my left arm much, but luckily we're on a podcast, so we only need to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, very good to, to hear that you, you feel better. And really, I mean, the idea of this pod podcast came when I saw your series of articles that you published recently on, on, on LinkedIn about uh, the Portuguese real estate market which I really recommend everybody to, to, to read. And in these uh, articles, you, you discuss the effect of the Portugal glo uh, growing popularity and, of course, the, its impact on, on the prices, uh, but also the role of foreign uh, direct investment on Portugal real estate market, which we, we, which we will talk a little bit more about it in the, about the senior housing. So, but today we want to really focus on senior housing and the unique opportunities the Portu uh, Portugal offers. Uh, and we will briefly review uh, uh, the retirement planning in Portugal, but not so much from the financial and fiscal point of view, but more from the logistical uh, point of view, I think. So, Luis, maybe you can introduce yourself uh, and, and tell us what actually more about what senior living means and what are the main terms uh, used when we refer to, to, to the senior housing. Sure, Arnold, of course. Um, and thanks again for the for the invite to speak about this. So just very briefly about us, we work with a whole range of, it's probably more than 30 nationalities at the moment already. And these are people that are typically <clears throat> pre-retirees or retirees, and they are looking to move permanently or semi-permanently to the to to Iberia to the south of 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 Europe and mm -hmm. so in the context of our work we need to be able to provide them with ideas and suggestions about how they can actually move to a new country and clearly senior or retirement living is is one of these these very important areas now in terms of the terminology the the uh, the, the senior or retirement living sector is divided broadly into three categories we have independent living which as the name says is for people who are truly independent, which is really most of our um, uh, client base, and also most of the people, to be fair, who are moving to Portugal from overseas, including from Ireland, are independent. We have then have assisted living, which is where there is a small element of support, shall we say, and then we have care, 
which is typically associated with people in later life who really need assistance <clears throat> and cannot do many of the activities of daily living or other things themselves, and they need that support. I would just make one comment here, and that is that in the market, it's a terminology thing. And in the mm -hmm. market, there is sometimes the, the, the confusion or the, the, the overlap between senior and retiree or senior and retirement. And in some markets, one or other of those words are looked at with some, let's say, suspicion or, or mm -hmm. you know, um, negative connotation, you know, oh, I'm retired, therefore I'm, I'm seen as somebody who's not doing anything and is just lazing around or whatever. That's not the case at all. We find that the it's just a terminology. The US and the UK, for example, in Ireland, may look differently at the word senior or retiree. But most of the people who have the courage and the open-mindedness and the and the curiosity to move overseas are, are typically very adventurous, open-minded people. So yeah. don't worry about the terminology. Yeah. Look at the different sort of sector terms that we use. Yeah, and also now, I mean, the term senior, uh, is a little, you know, you, you can have very young senior people because people are retiring. I mean, you know, some, some have the, the chance to retire a little bit earlier and and the the, the and, and we live longer so you actually have a long a long period of time uh, from the moment that you can retire yeah absolutely and you know what you mentioned Arnold is actually pretty important because there are two aspects there the one is uh, planning for retirement especially as you say because people are entering into retirement earlier so when we think we may work 30 to 40 years but if you do an early retirement at 55 let's say and then you live to 85 that's 30 years you know that's mm -hmm. the same almost as the entire working life that you pr pr support supposedly were going to or had and so it actually requires planning um, to, to figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to become active or remain active in that period. But obviously, <clears throat> it's the later years of your life. So you also need to plan how you're going to live because you, you know, and look at me and I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> I'm a quite young, uh, semi-early retirement, just had an accident. I now need to think about, okay, I'm going to have some some mm -hmm. um, consequences of my accident, you know, probably um, arthritis in my left arm, uh, earlier age, whatever, I might not be able to do certain movements with my left arm. <clears throat> Excuse me. How do I plan further ahead in 20 years' time when I might have those limitations affecting my, my way of life? You know, I need to plan how I live and where I live. So I think everyone needs to plan how they do it and also where they live in order to be able to, to age gracefully and, and properly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now, I mean, talking about the the, uh, the accommodation for uh, of senior housing, um, yeah. and you know, we probably talk more about the Algarve region, but you're, you're present in other regions. Um, well, what would you say are the main characteristic of the of the of those uh, facilities, if I, if yeah, I yeah. So <clears throat> I think there's a general trend that uh, that um, exists across all of the, or that should exist. I should say this, Arnold, should exist across all because uh, you'll see later on when we talk. I think I'll talk a little bit about the limitations we have in terms of options. But firstly, most of these um, options, these communities, these facilities, these buildings, accommodation, they should be accessible. So accessibility is a key mm -hmm. aspect of uh, ensuring that. The, the accommodation is fit for purpose so that 
you reduce things like stairs, you use ramps, you use elevators, you make sure that every part of the of wherever you are is accessible, even if you are in a wheelchair or if you can't climb stairs, whatever. And that includes external areas like the garden and so on. Um, <clears throat> there obviously is a difference between independent living and then the assisted living or the care. So in independent living, uh, where people may still be at a phase where they can drive, you know, they 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 um, um, are, are truly independent in every sense of the word. Uh, but one of the things that we find is be very careful about where you put an independent living facility because if you create a nice condominium in the middle of nowhere as your people age then they will not then be able to leave that community because they won't be able to drive they won't be able to walk anywhere and so on and so forth so in in a sense location is the other characteristic that i think is absolutely important for these facilities in independent living to make sure that people remain independent as long as possible Actually, it's the opposite of what you would think. You want to put them in places where they have access, easy access, to everything around them. So that even if they cannot drive, they can walk to a shop, they can walk to the, to the church, they can walk to the post office, whatever. And then in the assisted living or care, because people are less... Uh, um, 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 independent, usually they need more support. You can always put in transportation systems that help them, they'll help to take them somewhere else. But in terms of design, accessibility, domotics, which is to sort of build some intelligence into the into the building, um, especially for people, for example, with lower eyesight, poorer eyesight and so on. Mm. So the design of the uh, accommodation is actually an important factor in all this, which is not often considered early enough. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. So, uh, I mean, especially for our Irish listeners, um, where, who, who are either already living here uh, or, or planning to move here, What would you say is the state of the senior housing in, in, in particularly in Portugal? Yeah, And maybe how how does it differ to to the UK or, or Ireland or, or the US, uh, for instance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, I, I think I can summarize that um, the situation in, in in one word, and that is challenging. Shall we say, mm-hmm. Portugal is has got an excellent opportunity to implement these types of solutions that we discussed because it's got great weather, the cost of delivery of of the services associated with senior living, whether they be, um, you know, assistance services um, uh, around um, 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 eating, uh, cleaning, care, and so on. They're all very affordable, relatively speaking, and the quality of these services can be quite good. But the truth of the matter is that we have very few options available. And there are, as you say, Arnold, and correctly so, two categories of people. The first off, for example, if you take your Irish people moving to Portugal um, for the first time and they think, okay, and that they are planning ahead, and they may think, well, I want to live independently, um, but actually I want to plan for my future. So where can I find a a retirement community that, it, you know, and this is not a care home. Again, it's important, you know, independent yeah. assisted care. Um, this is not a care home. Where can I find a retirement community of like-minded people that are not sort of very old and mainly independent? Very difficult to find this, okay? And so what most people do is they buy or they rent an independent apartment or something and they try to find themselves in an area 
where other expats or they have a combination of expats and Portuguese to integrate into this community. So it's almost they, they find a place to live and then they add services as they age. They, they ask or they deliver more, have more services delivered to the house. That, uh, that works up to a certain point, okay, but not for everyone. Now, for existing residents, it's, it's, an exist, it's a challenge because, again, you cannot easily move into a community. So what you are finding is that people are looking for care solutions because they have moved to Portugal, for example. They bought a lovely villa in the countryside, um, and then suddenly they age. They can no longer drive. The villa is too far away from buying your local loaf of bread or your milk or whatever. They need a new community, but they can't find it. And so what they do is they're aging, aging, aging. And only when they get to the point where they cannot mm. retain their independence, then they have to look immediately for care. And so there is no transition. So what I think the opportunity is in Portugal is to create these communities that allow this transition to gradually happen in context, you know, with friends, with people you know. You can age gradually and gracefully with them. And there's a big opportunity, but also a big challenge in Portugal. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, wh why do you think that's not happening at the moment? I mean, it's probably a question of of investment or is it is it also the fact that they are i don't know planning uh or, or maybe not uh, you know a synergy between the different um uh cities in in the algarve or i don't know yeah so uh, again another excellent question i mean I, i i probably would link this i would say arnold to 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 not only the challenges, but also what is needed to actually develop this market out. And what I would say is the, the first thing that is needed is investment. You know, when you're looking at purpose-built retirement communities or, or accommodation, you need to plan, design, and build them um, fit for purpose. Uh, you, you cannot go and buy, let's say, a small development with, with townhouses over two floors, lots of stairs, and so on, and try to convert this into appropriate housing Um, for, for, for a later stage of life. It doesn't work. So you need to build new facilities, new communities, and that requires investment. Until we find the right investors that are willing to invest in the sector, you know, it will take time. And I'm not intending really to make a plug, but as you know, we also have uh, an interest in what will be one of the first projects of this type that we will be doing down in, in Praia de Luz near Lagos. It is going to be a fully accessible uh, project, exactly a retirement communi community for independent living, fully accessible, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a lovely site in the middle of the town, meaning that people can then have access to that. But it's only one facility and it's still not built. You know, we're only starting it soon. So, you know, it's still very early stages. So investment is the first thing. We need people to, to come into the market with expertise and capital to do it. The second thing we need is legislative change. You know, um, yeah. often we talk about um, providing accommodation for people, but we often talk about selling them real estate, you know, selling them stuff. It doesn't always need to be a sales transaction. It can be a rental transaction. And in Portugal, we do not have enough investment in the PRS or in the private rented, uh, rental sector. So, so 
you know, if you look at the cost of delivering a new build uh, project, for example, and the fact that around 35% is my estimate of the entire total cost of delivering a new project is tax. 35% is tax. I mean, this is a disincentive because you've got 23% VAT on your construction cost. You've got the IMT. You normally have to give up some of your land to the local council. You have to pay a tax on the construction um, um, license and so on. If you add this all together, more than one-third of the total cost of a new project is tax in some way. or so. This is prohibitive to delivering new facilities and new accommodation in the market. So the government has a role to play um, in that. And then the, the final thing that I would say is exactly you pointed it out, Arnold. There is a challenge with regards to planning and the timeframes that it takes to approve projects and so on. So you, you need courage as well, you know, as a, as, a, as a new developer or investor. You need to be able to understand that any project in Portugal that delivers new solution is likely to take double of what you think it would take in you know initially and of course time is money for investors so yeah. i think fantastic country with fantastic opportunities but there are some real challenges to allow us to 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 deliver this and that's the reason why it has not happened yet you know there are the challenges to date have been bigger than the than the opportunities and that's the perception of many people but I'd like to end this point on a positive note, and that is to say that Portugal has been the darling of the international retirement market for almost a decade now. You know, everyone wants to move to Portugal and so yeah. on. So there is no lack of clients out there. You know, if we could find the right investors, I think it's very easy to convince them that there is an audience out there that is willing to rent or buy the right product if it's developed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean those are certainly big, big challenges, and and you 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 mentioned that you actually have a project so in in Quinta do Lago, is that correct? That no, it's in Praia de Luz. It's near Lagos, near Lagos. Okay. Yeah, it's in the western Algarve. Um, yeah, we we decided we we've been a services business for for many years, but our objective was always to come back to delivering exactly what we're talking about here, which is to try to deliver some real solutions, you know, some, build something that provides some capacity in the market. It's only a small project. It will only be 38 units or, or so. So it's not going to make a huge radical change to the market. But hopefully when we have delivered this project, then it will be, uh, it will help to show people that it can be successful and so on. And, and it's the type of project that can be replicated in other uh, areas um, of the country. I mean, we have huge residential areas uh, around Lisbon, for example. Um, you know, we have another challenge there. Of course, land prices have become extremely expensive over the last six or seven years in the greater Lisbon area. So mm -hmm. to build a new project means having to pay a lot more money for the land on which it is built. These projects require um, a big sacrifice of saleable units because you've got to put in a lot of infrastructure. You know, we in in our project, and it's a good example. We have we will have an in indoor pool, a gymnasium, treatment rooms, an owner's lounge, um, a reception area. You know, with a concierge service, we'll have an an outdoor pool, um, um, areas for yoga, and so on. So. All this takes money because it takes up the space. It means you can't sell or rent out that space because it's it's for the residents. So 
you need to have a business model which is sustainable, you know, of a certain size so that you can actually build in the infrastructure necessary, you know, yeah. in those projects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at the beginning, we mentioned that you're also present in, in Spain. I mean, uh, do, do you see big difference with the Spanish market? And are, are there things that the Portuguese could learn from? Uh, is it more advanced in, in, in Spain? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we, you know, we in Portugal can be quite entrepreneurial. You know, we have we have sort of leading systems in sort of uh, um, 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 ATM banking and toll and toll booth charging and so on. But we're also we could be a lot better at observing what others do, um, uh, Arnold. And right. and Spain, and I'll come to that in a second, is an excellent example. But we have other markets that work very well. The U.S. Australia, South Africa, even in the UK and Germany with urban uh, retirement communities uh, which are independent living, um, you know, these, these are models that we can observe and import and adapt. In Spain, the market is much more advanced. So if I look at independent living, assisted living and care, it's hugely more advanced on the care end of the spectrum. The reason being that Spain is a very large market. And so there are some large players that have consolidated that market, thousands of beds, you know, they operate yeah. thousands of beds across the country, something which is still quite limited in Portugal. In, 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 um, in assisted living, we do have some presence, you know, um, of, of Orpea, which foreign, um, you know, um, uh, uh, José Melo residences and so on. So these are quite expensive, typically, assisted living type facilities, found in the big in the big cities but nowhere else really you know so you you're you're you have some supply in the cities but nowhere else what happens in spain is they have managed already to start creating these retirement communities mm. okay in the areas where typically the populations reside and they've done this in in an interesting way you have Retirement communities that are focused on expat retirees. So it's not all great because sometimes you have just British people living together or just yeah. German people living together or whatever. Um, I don't know of any where just Irish people live, but but you get the idea. You know, they become sometimes monoculture. But mm -hmm. the idea is that those communities have actually been constructed and built in areas where there's a large expat community. So in Portugal, for example, in the Algarve, there's definitely scope for four or five of these villages to exist oh. without a question whatsoever. Okay, And then mm -hmm. what the Spanish have also done, or in Spain what has happened, is that there's also a number of communities for the Spanish population that are priced differently. They, they, you know, the services are delivered in Spanish and so on. Um, and again, on a bigger scale. So that's not something that exists to the same degree in Portugal. So in answer to your question, Arnold, Portugal should look across the border to Spain and 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 let's say take on some of those ideas and see how they have made the model successful. It's not massive yet in independent living, but it's much more advanced in Portugal. Yeah, and I mean, there the, the, the should be a lot of uh, demand. You know, we we know that a lot of people like to 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 to, to come and retire in in the Algarve. So this is this is certainly something that they should be looking for so you know lots of challenges but also uh, lots of opportunities so hopefully you know maybe some investors will be looking uh, listening to this podcast and you know um this is what this is what we need so um no i mean thank you very much um Louis. i don't know if there is anything you want to add 
Um, no, not not particularly. Except that uh, I think to reiterate what you mentioned, Arnold, that there is a there is a huge opportunity here in this market for um, you know uh, 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 an in, uh, an investor or institutional investors and so on. The Irish have had a long, long. Uh, legacy of a love affair with Portugal. You know, the Irish before Portugal became sort of well known to so many other nationalities recently, the Irish have been here for many, many years. You know, they have been visiting, they have bought second homes in, they fly over, you know, um, uh, you know, we know that Michael O'Leary with with Ryanair has been has been a pioneer in opening up the low cost market into Portugal, and 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 they and they chose Faro as an example as one of the very original hubs, you know, in which to fly. Meaning that access has been fantastic from Ireland into into um, uh, Portugal, and that means I, I think it opens up the opportunity. So if there are people who are interested in the sector and want to learn a bit more about the opportunity. They should get in touch with you or via you know via you to us, and we'd be happy to 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 talk to them because we're always looking for other pioneers who are willing to invest in the sectors. Great opportunity, great opportunity, and longevity because we have we still have another eight years of baby boomers, and then after that, retirees will always be looking for solutions, yeah. even if they have slightly lower disposable income. We all will get there sooner or later, and we will all need solutions. All of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, very good. So um, I, I guess for our listeners, you they can contact you through your website. Uh, you are on LinkedIn and Facebook, I believe, and also they can contact me, the IPBN, uh, directly, and we'll put we'll put you uh, we'll put them in contact with you. Fantastic. So thank you very much, Luis. Uh, it was a pleasure. Really, really uh, nice talking to you, and I hope to see you very soon in in Portugal. Yes, thank you very much. I think I'm I'm heading out on a plane in a couple of weeks or so. So, so that Excellent. should be good. But thank you very much, Arnold, for the invitation. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. This has been a production of the IPBN in partnership with Pink Room. For more information, visit us online at island-portugal.com and on LinkedIn at Island Portugal Business Network. For more IPBN podcasts, find us on Spotify or visit our website for the full list of episodes.